Hallelujah. Welcome everyone this day to glory away at the cross. Ah, what did the songwriter write? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And the burdens of my heart rolled away. I want you to know that today, you may have come today and you may have a burden on your heart. But I want you to know today that Jesus, Jesus can remove that burden. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to have a a good time in the Lord today. I always love to get into His Word. We're going to be in the book of Exodus this morning, the 15th chapter of the book of Exodus. We'll be in the 26th verse whenever we get there. But I'd like to kind of bring you up in the preceding chapter. Was a was a glorious time that God worked miracles as they come across the Red Sea on dry ground. As they got across, the Egyptians followed after them, and the sea come back together and drowned them all. They came through victorious. They were on the other side of the sea. And they saw the waters as they covered the Egyptians as they were trying to catch up with them and kill them. And as they saw the miracle working hand of God, what a glorious time it was. And they began to sing and began to dance. And uh, Miriam, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, she picks up a tambourine, the Bible says timbrel or tambourine, and all the women followed after her, and they began to sing. And uh, One of the verses said, singing to the Lord, he, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. And they were rejoicing. What a great time it was that they saw the miracle working hand of God. Uh, you just think about that. Here they have a sea, the enemy behind them, nowhere to go. God told Moses, says, stretch out that rod. He stretched it out. It opened up. The walls congealed and froze there. The bottom of the sea became dry, and they, I believe it. He said they went across on dry ground, and they did that day. And they witnessed all this. My goodness. They had a right to sing and, and, and rejoice that day as they had seen God at work. And as, I, as we read about all that, and they, you know how easy it is for us to forget. We can come to church... And we can feel the presence of God and then on Monday morning the devil hit us. And the first thing we forget is how powerful our God really is. And this is what happened to them and they got, Moses led them from the Red Sea out into the wilderness, the Bible says, a three days journey. And they got out there and, and they didn't have any water. 
They begin to murmur and complain. My goodness, they just saw God open up the Red Sea and dry it up. Uh, don't you think he could provide them water? Well, they got to a place called Marah, the Bible says, and there was water there, but it was bitter. They couldn't drink it. So they began to murmur and complain again, and, and Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord told him what kind of tree to cut down. He cut it down, threw it in the water, and made them sweet. They had good water to drink then. And as, as he told them, after he did that, he told them, he said, he said in the, well, actually in the 25th verse, we, he said they, they made for them a statue and an ordinance. And there he proved them. He proved them. I want you to know that God will prove you. Huh? God will prove you. And in the 26th verse, and he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Now listen to what he said. He told him to hearken diligently. He said, And will do that which is right, not in your sight, but in his sight. And will give ear to his commandments. And will keep all his statutes. He said, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. Listen to what he said. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. I want to use for a subject this morning a message entitled, Recognizing God. Recognizing God. So many times, we don't recognize God and what God can really do. He just worked miracles for them. I'm, I'm talking about miracles. Can you just imagine you be you or me being there that day? They were all afraid. God had a, a cloud behind them which was dark on one side to the Egyptian. It was light on the other side. For his children of Israel. And all of a sudden God spoke to Moses and he said, Stretch forth that rod. And he did. And before their eyes, could you just imagine being there that day in that crowd? Millions of people, and and all of a sudden, a big sea opened up. Walls of water stood up. He told them go across dry ground. I believe as they were going across, the dust was blowing. Huh? Well, my goodness, whenever you walk across dry ground, it gets dusty. I, I believe it, they had to have some of them masks on. Huh? They got across to the other side, and boy, it was time to be happy because the Egyptians came after them. The water came in, covered them up. Woo, they was kicking up their heels. I was going to grab a tamarind, but I left one, but that's a little one. I'm choicy at what I grab. 
I have one behind me. That's what I was wanting. I just messed Chase up. She grabbed that tambourine. Woo! Dancing time on. Dancing time on. She got happy. Yeah, that wasn't nothing. Here, all the other women got a hold of one. What the Bible said, they all got happy. Begin to dance and shout and rejoice. Now the Bible, yeah, a lot of us today in church today, we've got to the place to where if somebody dances, I can see that eyebrow go up now. Huh? But the Bible talks about dancing before the Lord now. Ain't nothing wrong with dancing before the Lord. Hey, Miriam got happy that day, and all the women got happy that day. It was a time of rejoicing. The enemy had been defeated. It's time the church get happy again. Get to shouting a little bit. Get to dancing a little bit. Allowing the Spirit of Almighty God to work again in church. My goodness. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises. Oh, you begin to praise the Lord just right. The Spirit of God will move in here and I'll have to shut up. Huh? Because the first thing you know, I'll probably be on the floor. Huh? I'm hoping that I can get a touch from the Lord today. Hey, we all ought to be wanting a touch from the Lord today. Glory to God. I'm through with that. (laughs) Hallelujah. Just think this is going out all over the world by internet. They're going to say, well, Lord, I ain't never seen a preacher like that in my life. Huh? But next Sunday they'll tune in again to see him again. And the first thing you know, they'll tell their brother or sister, and they'll tell their brother or sister. And the first thing you know, the word of Almighty God be spreading all over the world. He said, I am the Lord which healeth thee. I want to speak to you this morning a little bit about recognizing God because America needs to recognize God. Our churches today need to recognize God. We've learned to have church without God, and that's no good. You can have church all day, sing four songs, say a prayer. Preacher, get up, tell a joke, a poem, and read a verse of Scripture and dismiss. Something's wrong with that. Glory to God. He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. He said, I am, made me think about over in the third chapter of the book of Exodus, whenever uh, Moses said, who who am I going to tell them? That told me all that. He said, tell them, I am. I am the one that sent sent you over here. I am the one that's going to deliver them. I am the one that's going to heal their body. I am the one that's going to take care of them. I am the one that's going to heal whatever. Nobody else can do it. I am the one that's going to touch them. Glory to God. I think about the woman that touched the hem of his garment and spent all of her money trying on doctors, trying to be healed. But the day that she touched Jesus, just the hem of his garment, she was made whole that day. All it takes this morning 
Hey, I got a back this morning. I'm believing God touched me today. I am. That's all you need is the great I am. I am the one that take what's wrong in your life and make it right today. You may have come in this service today and something be wrong with you. You may have a problem in your life. Whoever I'm speaking to there may have a problem in your life, but I want you to know that the great I am can touch you this day. All you got to do is invite him in. John 1 and 12 said, but as many as would receive him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. All you got to do is invite him in and receive him in your heart, and he can change your life today. Glory to God, I got to hurry. Psalm 103, verse 1. said, bless the Lord, O my soul. Who's he talking to? Come on. He's talking to his soul. When's the last time you talked to your soul? You know what he said? Maybe I read it wrong. Y'all looked at me kind of funny. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. He said, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. It's beneficial. Huh? My goodness, it was beneficial to, to the children of Israel as they come across the Red Sea, was it not? It was a whole lot better to be on the other side on dry ground playing tambourine than it would have been to have been at the bottom of the sea. It was beneficial to them because God let them through. It's beneficial to you if you serve the Lord. Don't forget, he said, all our benefits. He said, who forgiveth, talking about the Lord, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth, all thy diseases. My gracious alive. God could speak one word and remove every coronavirus that's in the whole United States at one time. If the church world would just rise up and recognize again that he is almighty God, then he is able to do it. My goodness. We forget so easily who God is and what God can do. He said, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. You may feel like that your life is just headed for destruction today, but I want you to know that Almighty God can turn your life around on the head of a pen. And head you completely in 180 degrees the opposite direction. God is able to do that. All you got to do is to allow him to do it. Invite it in. From destruction who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. I want you to know that, that God wants good things for you. Right. He said, who satisfies thy mouth with, there it is, good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Oh my goodness. I tell you what, I, that's what I want today. Just about the time, just about the time that I'm getting older, 
And y'all think I'm fixing to be gone. All of a sudden, God give me a refreshing. And I go to turning cartwheels up here. Huh? And they'll say, dear God, he's going to outlive all of us. Huh? Amen. Glory to God. You got to have a little fun. And I want you to get this. Luke 5, 17 said it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, Jesus here was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. I want you to know that the power of the Lord when it's present oh people don't they run from it but the power of the Lord is is so powerful this week I went back to my hill the psalmist said I look to the hills from which cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord above but I went to my hill Monday morning and as I was driving up there I said Lord how about giving me a message and let me be kind of working on it this week (laughs) boy ain't that unusual and as I drove up there and as I broke over the crest of the hill to the top God did just like that put it on my mind I couldn't get Exodus 15 and 26 off my mind the rest of the day it was there he put it on my mind that day I pulled out my phone and got on the concordance and I looked it up to see what it was and it kept going over and over and over in my mind you see and and the next day I drove up there and just about the time I got to the top of the hill God hit me with the next scripture you know why he did because the power of the Lord was present there and it doesn't make any difference whether it's a hill or whether it's a valley or whether it's a bedroom whether it's a closet wherever it is it's a place that you set aside to get along with God and I want you to know that whenever you say this is my place God I'm going to meet with you there the power of almighty God will be there and he will meet with you there I'm telling you the truth right now it doesn't have to be a hill it can be a valley it can be a closet it can be a truck seat but you set it aside and say God this is mine in your place and I'm going to meet with you there and the power of almighty God will be there and every day that I drove up there I felt his presence that day the power of the Lord he said was present to heal them you know with God's presence here today that he can touch you this very day 
right here in this church at the cross. God can touch you. It doesn't have to be a healing, a physical healing. It can be a financial healing. Huh? It can be a healing of your marriage. It can be a healing of your children. But God, the presence of Almighty God can touch you this day. And that's all it takes. Oh, you can leave here rejoicing today. Just like Miriam and all the ladies was playing the tambourine and jumping and shouting. You can leave this place today just like that. Yes. We try to have church today and everybody be so solemn and pious and and say that that's church. I want you to know that's not church. It's not church until we feel the presence of Almighty God until the anointing comes down. I like it better whenever I can get up here and preach and the power of Almighty God is already working because it works through me and God will feed you. I'm telling you, we don't need to even preach. We don't need to even try to have church until we first come into the presence of Almighty God and He begins to flow and move and touch folks today. Let me hurry. Matthew 18. 18. And Jesus came and there we go. (laughs) Go back one, Wendy. Yeah, I think he was right. There's no telling what I wrote down for you. I think I've got 20, but it needs to go back to... And, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power! Yes. That's the one I want. That's the only one I want. Isn't All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Amen. Now let's think about that just a little bit. Jesus here is talking to his disciples and he said all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Let's just think on that just a little bit. There's not a thing that you'll face. There's not a thing that you'll come up against in this world that's more powerful than God. This man-made corona junk that's going around today is nothing more than... Oh, don't let me get in on that. It's nothing more than politically motivated. It's something that's trying to destroy. But I want you to know that my God is greater than a coronavirus. My God can heal today. But it's going to be whenever the church rises up again and recognizes that all power is given unto Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I want you to know that whenever he hung on that cross and dropped his head and said it is finished, he took care of everything that you'll ever need. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He is worthy. He is worthy. It goes on down. I think it's that same scripture. Goes on down. Wendy, I said I wasn't going to go there. Let's go. Next verse, see what it says. He says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father 
of the Son and the Holy Ghost. What is, what is our job? Teach all nations. We got a great one. We need to be teaching right here in America today. We got the greatest missionary field that has ever been in America today because we're living in a nation that's heard the gospel more than any nation in the world. And now we've raised two generations of people that never have darted the door of the church and they're trying to lead everybody down the dusty road to hell. But I want you to know that's not what Jesus said. He said to baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Next verse, please. He said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want to leave you this morning with one last scripture. You can probably quote it. You know it very well. In Second Chronicles, 7th chapter, 14th verse, what does he say? If my people... Hey, he's not talking to the heathen out there. Huh? He said, if my people who are called by my name... Somebody ask you, who's your God? What are you going to tell them? I belong to the great I am. I accepted his son Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He said, my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. Oh, that's not what we've been taught, has it? Huh? We've been taught you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. You sweet and pretty and precious. No, you're not. I'm not either. Brother, Ron, boy, look how quiet it got. Y'all was eating it up as long as I tell you you're sweet and precious. Look what, look what God said. said, humble themselves and pray. When's the last time you just humbled yourself and prayed? And he said, seek my face. Amen. Seek my face. And turn from there. Oh, my goodness. That's church folks he's talking to now. Huh? It's not popular for a preacher to say that. But he's talking about his people. He said, if you turn from your wicked ways, he said, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Whenever we get to the place that we're supposed to be at, God's going to hear from heaven. And God's going to heal our land. And I don't know how many more deaths it's going to take in America until the church wakes up. 
and begin to seek God's face once again. And whenever we begin to seek God's face once again, it doesn't matter where you seek God's face at. It can be in your car. It can be wherever. It can be on the bed. You want to crawl on the bed? I'm not able to. But you say, God, this is where I'm going to meet you at every day. And you wait and see if God doesn't meet you there. And when we get to the place that we begin to ask God for forgiveness of our sins. Oh, Brother Ronnie, all my sins is covered. What about these lately? Come on. Come on. Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It also said there's none righteous, no, not one. I want you to know that every day that I meet up with the Lord, I have to say, Lord, forgive me. Because, but God knows that we're just dust, the Bible says. That we're weak. So thereby he gives this old country preacher a message to let you know that we need to recognize God. We need to, you know, it would be, think about this just a little bit, and I'm going to close. Doesn't mean anything. Better get a drink of water. It would be just like if we were sitting here and I looked through those Doors back there, those glasses and those doors, and I could see a motorcade driving up with two American flags or presidential flags on the front of a limousine. And I could see Secret Service getting out, scrambling around everywhere, checking every door, putting a man at every door, and all of a sudden the door opens up on that Black limousine, and out comes Donald Trump, our president. And he comes in here and sits down. And I go ahead with service, never recognize him. Come on. Thank you, Come on. Brother Eric Goodman in Tulsa, Oklahoma would say to that, now think about it. The President of the United States sitting down and never being recognized. Well, I want to tell you this day about one greater than the President of the United States that we forget to recognize so many times that we have a servant. Glory to God. I'm telling you it's time that we get back to worshiping Almighty God again, recognizing who is King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh, my goodness. How does God feel? How does God feel? And we're supposed to be doing this in the name of Jesus. And we never recognize Him. Oh, what would happen if we began to recognize Jesus again? Hallelujah. Would you stand with me this morning? Glory to God. Glory to God.